0: Back to Let's Face Reality with Bravo. I'm joined here today by the one and only Susan. How are you doing today, Susie?
1: I'm doing great, Lena. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing amazing. It's been a very simple day. Um, Well, you know, Lara, for those who don't know, it's her little Mm -hmm. sister. Uh, So Lara was having a little tantrum today at the dinner table. And I just, I had to take her to the media room to go eat in front of a TV screen. Wait, really? Because Suzanne, it was bad she was going off on the parents for no reason. Um I think she's just PMSing. So she was having an attitude Aww. today. And then she went when when she got mad when I told her to go to the media room, she stood up, looked at Baba and then like well she first tried to hit you know, joking like she tried to hit Baba. Baba held himself from laughing. Lara went and raised her hand up like she was gonna give Baba this aggressive hit. And then she just gave him two pats on his back and then walked <laughs>
1: I know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, you do.
0: <laughs> so today's one of those days where we're not as grumpy all day. So we're just not messing with her. <laughs> Other than that, I went to the gym today with, oh, you didn't ask me about my day, but I'm going to talk about my day. So but no, I, I, I didn't ask you. No, about I you day it. It. <laughs> So I went to the gym today. Guys, there's this guy at the gym who looks exactly like Chandler from Friends Matthew Perry. Matthew yes. Guys, I d- for the past year now, I've been texting my sister about him. I was like, he looks exactly like him. And I've been wanting to come up to him and just tell him that. So I finally did it last week. I went up to this man and I was like, you look exactly like Chandler from Friends, but during his prime years. And he thanked me for it because he told me everyone keeps telling him he looks like Chandler, like how he looks now, or Matthew Perry. So anyways, so then this week I go to the gym and this guy himself comes, he goes up to the treadmill that's right next to me, sparks a conversation with me, and then tells me his name is Patrick, but his middle name is Matthew. So I would just like to say, you know, <laughs> I'm going to try to get a picture or slip a video of him or something to post on TikTok, but I also don't want him to think I'm a weirdo. So I don't think I should do that. <laughs> he would get really famous though. But other than that, you know. He'd get famous as looking like a lookalike. Mm-hmm. No,
1: he would. anger energy.
0: Worst thing though, I did leg day two days in a row. <sighs> I didn't want to, but... I've been training my friend, and for her, it was leg day. So I felt bad, like, me doing my own workout. So I went and I pulled it together, and I did leg day
1: again. (sighs) But, you know, I – Oh, you're a trooper. I would not have done that. I would have been like, oh, uh, you're doing legs? Okay, well, it's arm day for me. I'll see you later. It's because she doesn't know anything in the
0: gym, you know? So I don't want to leave her alone to be intimidated by those machines. So
1: If she's saying that day is leg day, then that sounds to me like every day is leg day. (laughs) Hopefully not (laughs) because I don't like doing – Well, my original leg day was yesterday,
0: which was a Tuesday, right? Was yesterday a Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yesterday was a Tuesday.
0: Anyways, how was your day, though? Let me stop talking about me. How are you? Oh, you're
1: good. I um. So I've been trying to pack for my friend's bachelorette party, and one of the themes is, like, old Hollywood glam, and I can honestly say I have nothing to wear for that, sadly. Oh, you didn't
0: end up finding anything?
1: No, I... um, The, no, two the, like. uh, wait, really? <laughs> the two dresses I ordered I didn't like. Wait, really? Yeah, I didn't like them. Uh, so I, I don't know. I feel like I'm just going to like put something together. It's going to be one of those outfits. It's like shopping in your closet. Yep, you know? like, yep. You know where you're you going to get some stuff? of your old
0: stuff and the Yeah make it into something yeah and
1: i just have to like make it into something so i know i know it's not the right thing i i know that's not the right perspective right like we should be able to just have the clothes that we have and not just buy clothes for events but i think every girl is guilty of this no
0: but i like that i think that's very smart of you to do i mean you're thinking outside the box here so i guess that means something Fiscally responsible as baba would say fiscally responsible i like that tone that's uh. That's so, very what po- did you think oh, about this? Wait, before we get for into it. Mean. Speaking of Suzanne's bachelorette party, guys, <clears throat> you know that this means Suzanne will not be here for this week's Miami and Beverly Hills recap because she's deciding to leave on the day that we're supposed to recap it. So, FYI, tomorrow will be a solo recap. But, anyways, okay. Oh, yeah. Thoughts oh, on yeah, this? Sorry about that. Okay, you tell me first. You watched this before me, so what did you think about it?
1: i think it's getting spicy um Mm -hmm. i will say like a lot of the stuff they were kind of talking about at the first half of this yeah yeah yeah, okay we had to cover like some of our bases at the beginning but i feel like definitely part two is going to bring a lot more of the well i feel like
0: part two i feel like with each part they're slowly talking about monica for one small segment and then they're getting away with it or leaving it because they're waiting for the final part to talk about just monica
1: they're definitely waiting for Bermuda to like open the Pandora box that is Monica. Yeah. And they're pat- I just Bermuda feel package. like I just feel like overall impressions that I got from this episode are as follows.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For one, I was kinda surprised that not all the women are wearing the same color dress. Is that normal? Oh, or, yeah. Like, no, it's not like
0: usually with reunions, it's either they all wear the same color dress or they're all cohesive. So, for example, the Southern Charm cast, they're all dressed in like, I would say, you know, like Hollywood, Great Gatsby type of colors. So they're all dressed in gold, red and black. You know what I mean? Like the cast. So it's like some yeah. girls are in red dresses. Some of the guys are in a gold uh, suit, a bronze suit, stuff like that. And it's, like, cohesive together, so it's not the same color, but it matches. The Potomac ladies last year were all in blue dresses, so it just depends. But this year, no, the Salt Lake City looks were horrible. I didn't like them.
1: Yeah, I, I was not a fan. Like, I feel like usually for the reunion looks, the women are, like, dressed to the nines. This one and was not it. I, I was just a little surprised. Like, I feel like all oh, their makeup looked good. They all looked very well put together, but I just – I don't know. I guess I was expecting them to just really, like – play it up normally i feel like i saw some better outfits like throughout the show especially (laughs) with the the finale
0: they i they had i would have thought they'd come all out but they came in like i'm ready for business i'm not here to look my best and why did whitney look
1: orange i feel like whitney keeps getting more orange maybe she just got really tan from bermuda
0: She's she's getting spray tans for sure. This is not a natural tan. She's going to a spray tan and she's like, make me the color of a spicy McNugget. That's what she's trying to go for. A spicy McNugget (laughs) color. Spicy McNugget. Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, okay. Well, I thought this reunion was actually a little better than I thought. I really thought going into it was gonna be really boring, but I like that they did touch up on some uh, Monica stuff, and then they also talked about Jen Shaw, which I liked because you know I wanted to see what
1: their thoughts on her is. Yeah. But anyway, so let's I, get – I was kind of curious. I was kind of curious about um, how Jen Shah probably tied into some of these pieces. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm glad I'm glad we were able to have like that um, closure conversation, so to speak.
0: Well, Jen Shaw um, tied well, it made sense with all the timeline that came out with how Jen Shah and Monica met and how it was related to like Meredith store and stuff. So I, I do like that they did bring it up. But anyways, so let's get into it. So it starts with we see all the ladies. They're arriving one by one. And they show flashbacks of the night. So after they enter in, they come in. And uh, the topic of Jen is what they start with, basically. But before he gets into it, they kind of just show flashbacks of the night in Bermuda on the final episode as everyone is arriving into the stage area to get their makeup done. We see Heather, then Whitney, and then Lisa. And they're just praying in the elevator together. Why are they
1: Why are They're, they praying, praying? they're praying for the archangel Michael for him to pre- please protect them, which I thought was really yeah. funny. And then, and then also... Um, I I don't know if you brought this up, but like, um, basically I thought it was really funny what their intro was like, Oh, so, so like, okay. So like, for example, for Heather, first it was like, like, I have a black eye, black eye, black eye. And then Meredith, it was, you didn't tell us the truth, truth, truth. And then Whitney's one, you're the one with the dark ass little, clearly you're the one with the secrets. (laughs) Secret. Secret. <laughs> I and then Auntie's was "Have a good day." About your involvement, why don't you shut? I don't know what her echo was. She didn't really have like a phrase. But Lisa's was really funny because hers was "You're a effing dumb bitch" because your ass just got caught running a cyberbully account, cyberbully account, bully account. That <laughs> was. <laughs> so I just gotta give it up to the intro. Yeah, that was the dramatic great. Music. The... <laughs> it was just all really tying in together as they are all entering new york city (laughs) no it's the theatrics on salt lake city is the best
0: I will have to say I that they're it. really good at really it, it. <laughs> but we see so when <laughs> the ladies are all coming out to the couch Meredith comes out with a purse and Andy asks her like what it is and she just basically admits that it's receipts like she also came prepared <laughs> I feel like everybody came with receipts this episode um well, she
1: also like dead ass said that like she printed out everything that she needed yes. for this episode which I First I I'm like of
0: course how did Meredith print out Like, basically a script of what she exactly said on
1: the show. Did she just go and type it up as the episodes were playing?
0: Like, what we do? Yeah.
1: I I feel like she probably transcribed it. Like, she probably, or she probably got someone to do it for her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised.
0: But we see the (laughs) set of the reunion. It's set as, like, the Bermuda you know, Ber- the Bermuda, of Bermuda, which I thought was pretty cool how they did it, but it's like giving them PTSD in a way. I- <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and Andy says- you know, I
1: think that also, I think that also explains the color of dresses they were wearing. Like, it's almost like Bermuda-themed, like- tropical that was oh
0: it. yes oh maybe that's why they were wearing those colors okay that makes sense but still they sucked at the cohesiveness of it
1: but yeah definitely
0: but andy says that since the finale the group just hasn't been together and then monica points out that the ladies have all been together but without her and andy looks at her like that's what i meant So Monica just looks stupid there. I liked how he responded to her in that way. I really liked that. I
1: thought it was funny because basically he's like, well, I mean, that's, I thought that's what I was asking Monica. Like he shut her down real quick. And I feel like she was trying to, um, sound like she was like sad about it. Like, yeah, Yeah, like hung out without me. Andy does not look like he cares.
0: I hope he doesn't because Andy was actually pretty nice to her when she first walked in. But I mean, he has to be, but I just hope Andy doesn't like her. Especially if she's a blogger. Andy should definitely not like her. But anyway. So Andy brings up Jen Shaw And how it felt doing the show without her. And if they were worried as a group. And they they did admit that they were a little worried in the beginning. But then Heather worried that the fans actually might want that level of toxicity that Jen had brought to the show. So they were just really excited to be free from it. And be able to still create a good show without having that just negative dark energy that she brings to everything i mean everybody hated her anyway. so but okay do you think they're gonna bring jen shaw when she's out of prison do you think they're gonna ask her to come back
1: well when is she supposed to come out of prison
0: three years i don't know if it's five Um, or eight years but everyone thinks she'll be out by like three or four years from good behavior because that's what always ends up happening nobody actually ever stays the length that they say they're gonna stay they always leave earlier
1: so I feel like that really depends on how popular Salt Lake City is by then. So like oh. if Salt Lake City maintains its level of popularity three years from now, they very well could like bring Jen Shaw back from prison. That because, would bring a lot
0: of views. A lot of Yeah, brains. it would bring
1: a lot of views. It would be like whatever they've been doing the, those seasons, she would be like a character that would come back from the, from, from the darkness, whatever. From the dead. But... Yeah, from the dead. But I feel like it really depends on the Salt Lake City crew. Honestly, this season was amazing. Last season was also equally as good, if not better. Best so, season. I don't know. I feel like if they stay, like, on this trajectory, she very well might come back.
0: I hope. I'm telling you, I feel like these Salt Lake City ladies, they know how to bring the theatrics in. Just like how, what's her face, Erica Jane always says, I put on a performance. I'm a showman. I'm a showman. These Salt Lake yeah. City women are showmen, okay? They definitely. bring it. But anyway, so I know they are they're working overtime, but Andy asks if the ladies feel betrayed by Jen and Heather says that Jen was lying to their face up until she walked into that courtroom like right as she was walking into the courtroom she finally called Meredith and Heather and told them that she's going to plead guilty but but Lisa says that even after she pled guilty jen apparently still continued to maintain her innocence like she pled guilty but basically would go to people and be like but i'm not guilty i just had to plead guilty i'm really not so that's what jen keeps trying to feed people in salt lake city and he asks if they believe jen is innocent obviously they all say no and obviously whitney chimes in and says that she's always known jen was guilty but now we go into monica's package so andy asks monica if she wants to be lisa Because, you know, uh, Lisa thinks that Monica wants to be here. And Monica says no. (laughs) But he tells her that it was very touching when she talked to her mother about feeling left out and having to keep up with the labels and why it's important to address it. I don't know why. I feel like I was the only person who laughed at that Louis Vuitton instant. Like, I get it was touching – but I don't watch Housewives for them to talk about how broke they are. Okay? So I don't know. I didn't really feel bad for her there. I
1: think, I think also the reason why I didn't feel like it was touching is because as us being like, I don't know, middle class, upper cl- upper middle class people, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm not going to cry because I can't afford a purse. Like, if yeah. I can't afford a Louis Vuitton purse, then I just can't afford it. And it is what it is. Like, I, I, I'm not going to, like pity you for it because a you probably don't need that purse and b if you have three kids wouldn't you rather have money like so that all of you guys can live comfortably not just so you could have like a purse that costs too much yeah i don't know
0: wasting your money on a purse when you could have used those thousands of dollars for maybe renting a lake house going with your family there or maybe buying your kids new clothes or something i mean i don't know
1: yeah, and I just feel like calling it relatable on national TV, like a show like Real Housewives, is almost like an fu to the audience because it's like, what? I'm like, you think you think we need like I don't know, quote unquote, that type of relatability? Like I feel like, yeah, okay, that's nice, but I feel like for Real Housewives, we all kind of know why we're watching it, so mm-hmm. I don't think it really matters.
0: We watch it for so, the luxury no porn, you know? I don't. Wa- I watch mm-hmm. Housewives because I want to see a lifestyle. That I do not live. I don't watch it to watch a life like a lifestyle that's either below me or on my level. You know? I just I wanna see something different.
1: Yeah, like we know what we live Mm -hmm. like. We know what other people like us live like. But we don't Uh, know what the
0: with the I wouldn't say one percent, but what the ten percent lives.
1: Well, speaking of the one percent, that was a comment because then literally didn't um Monica threw shade at Lisa when we yeah, talked basically, about E. Lisa I was that. saying something like she was being highly stressed. She, she, was, she was like, She well, basically Lisa
0: was saying how she related. can relate, she can relate to the middle class and she can relate to the one percent. Uh, and like she also can't relate <laughs> yeah. to both. And Monica was like, Well, you have something yeah. right, you can't relate to the one percent. And
1: I was like, Well, well she, she literally th- was like, Well, Shaquille O'Neal is the one yeah. percent. What, Monica? What do you mean, Shaquille O'Neal? Like, like Heather was right
0: even- when... And Heather was like, what about, like, Jeff Bezos or something? You
1: chose... That was Lisa. Lisa was like, Jeff Bezos? (laughs) And then she was like, I never found the ring. (laughs) Like...
0: But they do end up, Andy does ask Monica why she was annoyed about Lisa losing her 60K ring. And Monica says that Lisa was right to be upset about it, but then apparently Lisa kept throwing out the price. But I love that Lisa pointed out that she only threw out the price three times. And Andy looked at her like, You still threw out the price. But Lisa says that apparently, and I, I, was really surprised when Lisa said this, that Henry almost, or she almost died when Henry was born. So her husband had bought her this ring for sentimental value, like to remind her, Hey, we survived this. We made it through. We have two beautiful boys. And that, Oh my God, that was so touching. And then Monica goes, well, why wouldn't you just say that to us? That's so beautiful. And Lisa goes, that, cause
1: that's private.
0: I'm not just going to go sit out here and tell everyone why I have this and what this means, you know? So Lisa was right about that. Um, but then, andy wonders Lisa's
1: one of those people that Hmm. prefers to appear more as like a tough cookie like i just don't think she's one of those people that's going to be quick to share like the soft sentimental thing i just don't think that's like in her character yeah
0: like the same way how when whitney's friend died and whitney was at um meredith's like jewelry party and she was just wanting everyone to hug her and ask if she's okay i feel like lisa's the opposite lisa doesn't like to talk about these things and she likes to keep it to herself and fix her own problems but anyway, so we then see Lisa. She's sh- Lisa starts showing off her other ring. She goes, see, like, I have this ring and I have this ring and I have this new ring. But, you know, I don't I don't sit here and like just talk about these rings. And then Lisa says that her ring is actually not 60K. 58K. <laughs> and I was like, come <laughs> on, Lisa. Like that's 2K less, less. Come on. Yeah. No, <laughs> but Lisa says that she never found the ring. So Andy goes and asks her where the rumor was started that Monica took the ring. And Monica says that she thinks Heather and Lisa started the rumor because Lisa didn't go online to defend Monica. Okay, do you think Lisa should have even defended Monica after what they found? I mean, at that point, the entire cast knew Monica's reality of auntie. So they didn't care if she if they wronged her because like she took it too far. I would not apologize either.
1: I would not apologize. I would not come to Monica's defense. Mm -hmm. Um, She literally was like a rat in hiding. She was a mole in the group. That's literally what she was. You can't trust a mole. And the ladies owe her nothing. And so the fact that she even has the audacity to say that, like, why won't you jump to my defense? Oh, my God.
0: It was annoying, yeah. But Lisa emphasizes, apparently, Lisa got a new ring to replace it. But she says it's not the same. And she's looking at Monica <laughs> while she's saying this. So Monica goes, "Why are you looking at me? Why are you looking at me, girl?" And then Monica says that this I hate. Okay, I hate it when people use the race card when it sh- when it has nothing to do with the situation. You know, like for example, Garcelle and Dory makes sense. Garcelle has every right to use the race card here. Monica has no right to use it She goes uh, What is it She says like This is stereotypical Insinuating that Lisa's saying that Because Monica's me- uh, Less than them I thought she was going to say Because she's Mexico Mexican But she ended up saying Yeah I th- Like no no Not in that way But like I just thought Monica Was going to use her no, race okay. Like hey I'm Mexican You guys think Mexicans Steal something like that Like uh, And I'm yeah. not saying I do not believe that But this is first What I thought When Monica said stereotype And then Monica goes Because I'm poorer than you guys Like oh okay So you're just talking About the stereotype of people who don't have money stealing and right that yeah, like was she talking yeah. about her race or was she talking about the fact that she's poor I feel like
1: monica she to meant to both wait a lot of things she definitely okay see both. so she like, did it on purpose she, i feel like she's doing it on purpose she's just doing this thing where she's like trying to throw out anything and seeing if the audience will take it and run with it that's literally what she's trying to do like you're not achieving it monica. yeah just stop
0: Not at all. But then Angie tries to like interject and defend Lisa and Monica calls Angie a benchwarming bitch. I just get like I hate Monica, but the stuff that she says are so out of pocket.
1: so basically, like this is when it was in the middle of her saying, like this is stereotypical, this is damaging. You're saying it's it because I'd have less than you. But mm-hmm. then basically, the minute Angie says anything, like she just tells her to be quiet because she shuts
0: her down. Basically,
1: I, I think I-, I think it was in response to Angie telling her, um, like you know you, uh, you know basically you coming in here and just doing whatever. And she made some reference to like, well, you haven't even been here prior to this season. You bench warming. Oh yeah and yeah yeah. I- yeah. I just feel like that that's so uncalled for for Angie. Which, by the way, Angie, I feel like pleasantly surprised me on this reunion. This is the first time I've seen I her talk her without having reunion. to read off a script. Yeah, I and felt everything
0: that – I don't know. I loved Angie this reunion. Loved I her. I love
1: Angie, and I think, I think she's really coming out on top in this reunion, and we'll definitely get to that, but –
0: a she lot knows. of people are starting to like Angie. Everyone hated this. started the season hating Angie. They didn't want her. And then it's like the more her layers were getting uncovered and, you know, seeing how Sean was crying over the infidelity and all that stuff, I feel like, I don't know. I just saw a different side of her. I can't explain it, but I really enjoy her, and I hope she's brought back. I
1: just feel like Angie is, like, genuinely, like, somewhat wholesome, like, yes. for the group. I mean, minus obviously a couple times, like, she's gotten mad, as good for everyone. But, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know. I just feel like the way she kind of talks about, like, how she's there for Lisa or how she cares about like some of the other girls. I don't know. I just feel like she kind of shows that she has a right head on her shoulders compared to like other people we see in the reality scene.
0: I actually, I feel like Angie actually wants to foster a relationship with these ladies. Like you could tell she only fights with them when they have either said something about her or they make Angie feel unwanted in the group. Other than that, I feel like Angie really, really wants to be their friends and she's trying so hard to be kind with them and empathize with everyone in a different way
1: totally like I feel like she's really trying to be everyone's friend and Mm -hmm. I think she's been really consistent about not making it obvious she's taking anyone's side even up until dealing with Monica like that's that's that just says everything you know so
0: no it really does but Andy asks Monica to describe her relationship with Jen and Monica says that she was her friend first then worked for Mm. her then enemies Monica said that Jen apparently needed help at the time with her life like groceries making it to meetings on time and oh, by the way guys so this is what we find out so I was listening to watch what crap and Ronnie had created a timeline uh, for figuring out you know the whole thing with Monica anyways I'm not going to go through the timeline because I know everyone has gone through it on Reddit and stuff and we know when she met Jen but well, how she met Jen apparently was Jen was looking to find someone to set up security cameras in her house and she ended up hiring Monica's husband. So when she hired Monica's husband, Monica knew that Jen was on the show of Salt Lake City because they were filming the first season. So she went with her husband when they went to install it and she buddied up with Jen to be her friend and it ended up working. And obviously because her husband installed the cameras, Monica had the passcodes to the cameras installed in Jen's house. So she is the one who had access to it and posted that guy named, um, what was his name? Koa, yeah, who was getting verbally abused by Jen. Just saying. So yeah, Monica, you you have been trying to be Jen's friend for a reason. You didn't actually want to be her friend. Just saying. Because then it proves what Heather, the audio that Heather ends up playing. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. No, that, that's so true. That can't prove that she was friends with Jen because if you became her coworker, then by then you had already installed those cameras. So yep. You were never a friend of Jen yep. in the beginning. She was like, don't, don't putting you're the Don't say you acting like in. you guys were friends. She was fake. She literally
0: just wanted to be her friend to get on the show and to expose her and to create a blog account. Like that's really what it comes down to. But Andy asks if Jen was filming the show when Monica confirmed and which we we also have the confirmation that Jen was filming season one and Jen wasn't paying Monica. Okay, Suzanne, why would she take the time out of her kids to quote unquote work for Jen for free? Nobody does that, especially she's a mother who has she's children. Not an-
1: because she saw an opportunity and she is so narcissistic that she would rather like risk the livelihood of her kids to become famous. That's that's generally that's horrible. what I think. That's I think disgusting. she is so fame hungry. I think she wants to be so like in the fame. She wants to be rich. She wants all of these things that she's that she's willing to like go the extra mile to work for someone like Jen, not get paid. And do all of the shady stuff that she does just because she thinks, like, this will get her to be the level of celebrity or maybe even, like, TMZ-level type, I don't know, commentary. I don't know what she wants to do. But, That's embarrassing. Uh, yeah. But, so, well, just like how what we were questioning you, well, this. Well, what, what did you think? Why? Why do you think she would take time away from her kids to work for free?
0: Because I feel like after Jen was hearing what her friends were telling her about how Jen was treating them to her it was like oh my god well she's filming a show right now if I become the person who exposes her production has to either scout me out at some point and hire me or like I'll end up reaching out to them and I'll let them know that I know Jen or something like that like she like you said it's opportunistic she knew that if she was gonna be able to get into Jen's house and befriend her she was gonna be able to find a way on the show and it's just gross because you know that video that was leaked by Tanisha of Monica and her mom fighting after the Greek Easter and her mom saying like you're on a reality show you need to befriend these ladies you need to whatever oh, Monica's yeah. doing this this like this thing now with Monica trying to befriend Jen just to be on the show she's doing the same thing that basically her mom is doing to her so I feel like Monica's gonna end up doing the same thing her mom does to her to her daughters or to her kids yeah but no, anyway so definitely
1: think definitely think that's what's gonna happen
0: yeah, but like, see, the same way we just questioned Monica, now we see Heather's questioning Monica, too. She's questioning Monica if Monica used Jen to see if she could get on the show. And then Heather goes and plays the audio what? message of Monica saying, effing Kim I think
1: Kardashian-, I Kardashian was an effing assistant. Look at that be now. I can fully admit that the whole reason why I was an assistant and putting up with that shit was as a stepping stone, as a learning experience. Dude, she yeah, was, I was like, Whoa. too much. She was angry when yeah. she was saying this. And you could tell the way she was saying it was like, she was saying it like as if she was on the come up. Like she did this for a reason and yep. the reason proves it. And like mm-hmm. as if she's about to be the next Kim Kardashian. Take a damn seat. Oh
0: she told on herself completely right there. Completely. She
1: keeps telling on herself and mm-hmm. she expects like to win fans. I don't, I don't understand
0: your lies end up catching up to you just saying Mm-mm. but andy does end up asking heather like what does this prove and then monica goes it wasn't or wait what is it <laughs> he asks what this proves and uh heather says it's to be on the show and monica goes it wasn't but why wouldn't i try to get on the show okay monica then you just proved us right again like she says things that contradict what she's saying so yes she's you...
1: constantly lying she's constantly lying
0: and monica says this also i don't okay we also caught in another lie because monica says that she applied to be on the show like everyone else and they all look at her like how you can't just apply to be on this on these shows they scout you out and she says that she emailed the cast saying her name is monica fowler and their show sucks and their ratings are shit and they'll get canceled because they don't have the right cast but then production goes and posts the screenshot of what monica actually emailed them which is Reaching out in regards to your casting call. Would love more information on what needs to be done or how to move forward. You guys need a feisty, excommunicated Latina on the show immediately.
1: I'm your girl. Like, girl, you never and sat there and mind. talked about I'm, how boring the show was And keep in mind, and keep in mind, that was in response to her saying how she got on the show. Because it, I think they had asked, like... Well, like, you know, she she was talking about how, like, you have to go through an application process to be on SLC. And all the mm-hmm. ladies were basically saying they didn't have to do that because yeah. they were basically found or Well, they were the OGs. Usually
0: be- the OGs are always scouted yeah. out for every Housewife franchise.
1: Well, that's how it always exactly. Goes. So, like, Monica's talking about how she had to apply. And basically the women are telling her, well, well we're not like you. That's not, like, what we had to do to get on the show. Yeah. But that's when Monica decides to say – that, well, the reason why I got on the show is because I was saying that your show sucks and it's going to lose ratings. And the show is uh, going to need someone like me to spice things up. Otherwise, you guys are going to get off the cast. And that's wow. when they showed what she actually said. Yeah. So she's been lying. She keeps bluffing. She's a compulsive liar,
0: Suzanne. She's,
1: she's... overdoing well, it. Well, she's clearly a narcissist just like her mom because she has these like really, I don't even want to go into psychology right now, but she clearly mm-hmm. has these grandiose beliefs about herself. She thinks she's hot shit. Yeah. Who told her she was? Like, I don't know because I, mean? I feel
0: like her mom didn't so
1: who else would have like, <laughs> <tell her>? like, <laughs> if anything I think her mom caused it like, yeah <laughs> so yeah like I don't awkward.
0: know she she needs she's crazy she's crazy I wouldn't trust her around me or my circle friends she's or my children crazy. or anything but We do see that Andy does bring up the Secret Service. Keep in mind, this also relates to the tweet that Lisa Barlow, guys, ended up tweeting last week that Monica apparently is lying about constantly talking to the Secret Service. And apparently the the federal government is so annoyed at her that they had to tell Monica to stop messaging them. About Jen because they were getting sick of her.
1: I just thought that was the funniest. I thing. That was hilarious. Yeah. Like you basically have the FBI in your phone saying, like, "I don't like want to leave me." Your phone, when usually help.
0: everyone's afraid the FBI is tracking them. The FBI was telling her to leave them alone. To them, it's like I don't want to. I don't want to even know it. She she could commit the most how illegal fraud. You and she won't eat? get in trouble.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, for how real. annoying do you have to be to get federal level investigators to tell you to stop talking? That to
0: shows them, me you know? that she was begging. The FBI to to arrest She goes, put her in prison, put her in prison, put her in prison. And they were like, ma'am, let us do our job.
1: <laughs> I just, I just imagine her texting like some guy named like I don't know Greg, and she's like, so Greg, like, what, what have you guys found on Jen Shaw? Can you tell me if she's going to prison tomorrow? And he's gonna be like, ma'am, this is like a closed investigation. Yeah. Please stop texting this line. Like, you're not a part of this.
0: It's like, ma'am, you already uh-huh. gave us the evidence we asked for. At this point, we this is not your concern like we got what we needed from you but you're not about to get what you want from us
1: that's how it ends up being
0: but Andy asks her how the affair with her brother-in-law started and she says that it started a decade ago and she says that she was excommunicated for scarlet letters and went through the whole baptism again oh she wanted to be a Mormon again to be allowed in the Mormon church okay do you believe Monica's a Mormon again I mean, Lisa did say her so, friends say that she reads the okay. Bible.
1: Well, well, Heather did say that the process to get re-baptized as a Mormon is actually really, really long. Like, you have to basically, like, read the Bible every day, prove that you, like, I think have it memorized or something for mm. the Mormons. And um, I, apparently it's a really grueling process for them to, like, consider you a Mormon again. So I guess why would she say she was re-baptized I, I don't know I don't she don't cried know. when she said it maybe she did get re-baptized yeah but I don't believe any I, mean, I don't I believe really her don't tears believe I feel like I said. believe
0: Monica can cry on command okay I don't believe. I, that I, I
1: believe that too so that's I mean I, that that was leading to the next thing I still don't believe anything she says if she's still trying to garner sympathy for her being excommunicated 30 years ago for being messy I mean uh, that ship has sailed very much yeah
0: But Andy does ask if she's still in touch with her former brother-in-law. I mean, why would she be? And she does say no. But Monica does admit that the fan base is very nasty and she's constantly called a whore. And like, for one moment, as much as I despise Monica, don't do that. Like, these are normal, regular people living their lives, making the exact same mistakes us normal people do on a regular basis. The only difference is that they are on camera for an entire world to judge them for yeah. it. So, like, judge them all you want. But, like, for example, as much as I hate Monica, I have never once... Till now, I've never written under her posts, I've never sent her mean DMs. I just don't feel yeah. like there's a need for that. So, I feel like if I if I ever reach a point where I have to DM a housewife to go off on her, I have a mental problem. Okay? I'm the crazy yeah. one. Not them. So, that's, like, I would I would kill myself if I made the same the mistakes I'm making right now in life currently. If I made that on TV, it, it's, like how uh, people are going to make me feel like, like i can never, never forgive myself
1: never, well no exactly like you'll never live you'll never live down from it and 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 you know the reality is like it it is kind of sad because not only are the fans calling her a whore okay mm-hmm. that that alone is a problem but she literally called herself one twice yep this yep party.
0: that just shows and, that and she's doing it because of the amount of
1: people who've told her so she officially yeah, believes like, it now yeah can tell You can tell this is completely like gone into her mind. And if anything, if anything, Monica is closer to being a normal person like us than the Mm -hmm. rest. Yeah. And so like that's clearly somewhat taking a toll on Mm -hmm. her since she is literally on national television on a reunion and calling herself a whore. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anyone do that. Me either. Especially a housewife. Especially a housewife. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've never seen someone on TV, like, want to say that about themselves. So that alone is a little sad. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I'm not going to give her sympathy, but I do sympathize for this situation. mm -hmm. No girl should feel that way about herself. It's
0: like, I know Monica has this very strong exterior on camera. Like, it makes it seem like she has no emotion. But I bet you... That the second those cameras are down and she goes home when she's done filming, she is sitting in her room crying, reading those messages, like bawling her eyes out, going insane. Okay. Just saying.
1: But anyways. But I think that's what happens when you want to be somewhat of an internet bully yourself. Yeah. So I think she's really taking that negativity and like continuing that cycle. Mm -hmm. So hopefully one day she learns how to not do that. But. Yeah, that is if it yeah. happens, but with the way her mom is, <laughs> that's never going to work. But now we yeah, get to I the really
0: f- to the friendship package, packages, I would say. So it starts, Andy asks Meredith and Lisa where they stand today. And Meredith says that they've had bumps down the road, but they're in a better place now and starting over. And then he asks he- Heather and Whitney where they are. And Heather just says that they have true love for one <laughs> another. And Whitney says that their relationship looks different now. But Andy goes and asks Meredith if she saw Whitney's point of view where Meredith is backed into a corner. She usually just deflects, which we all see that. She went from constantly saying she's disengaging to now someone in her family is either always dying or going to a hospital or <laughs> something. Like something is always – and it's usually never someone too close to Meredith. It's like her friends, grandmothers, sisters, cousins, daughter. I think that's what's making people not believe in Meredith. is that It's usually like someone very distant. <laughs> like I could use this excuse – all the time, if I could, like, I could be like Baba's friend's dad's brother is going through chemotherapy, so I don't need to go to the gym today. You know, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, um, so then Whitney didn't want to talk. Okay, so apparently Meredith says that it's the opposite. Actually, that she does actually engage with people, but because Whitney didn't ta- want to talk about, the- well, we get into like the Whitney situation of it, and Whitney apparently didn't want to talk about the death of her friend, and well. I'm explaining it it so weird. So basically Meredith is explaining the same way that Winnie didn't want to talk about the death of her friend. And Lisa cries about makeup. People won't respect Meredith when she's going through a hardship. But it's like, I don't feel like it's the same thing. Well,
1: okay. I feel like Meredith's trying to say that she kind of lets everyone be who they are. And she feels like no one kind of lets her be herself. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Which, like to understand Meredith. Okay, basically this whole part is just about them coming on to Meredith about, like, well, Meredith, but you, like, you know, something will be happening, and then you'll say, like, some children out and whatever is dying, or, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, someone got into a car <laughs> accident, you know, your brothers, sisters, cousins, There's mentally disabled children with, in the world dealing <laughs> with chemo, you know? So I think that's kind of where they're talking about. And what was funny is, as they're having this conversation, they've, um, it, it, it turns into, like, Meredith talking about, well, I don't need an excuse to disengage. I can disengage however I want. Because they were talking mm-hmm. about how, like, yep. every time she needs to disengage, she comes up with an excuse. Yep. And then, of course, there's the montage of Meredith excusing <laughs> herself <laughs> and in, like, 2020. And they're, like, talking at a dinner table. She's like, I'm disengaging. Like, I'm disengaging. I'm leaving. and she's going to disengage. You know, up and leave. I'm going to disengage. You know, who are you to say this about me? (laughs) Who are you? You You can leave. Okay, sorry. I love that. (laughs) I love that. I
0: love that. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so then Lisa tells Whitney the same is said for her because apparently everyone processes things differently. And Lisa says that she hugged Whitney, which production did not show us during Meredith's party. Production made it seem like Lisa didn't even question Whitney about what she's going through. But they show back. And apparently, not only did Lisa question Whitney, like, are you okay? Lisa was annoyingly, are you okay? Two minutes later, are you okay, Whitney? Are you okay, Whitney? Like, right after Whitney's friend died. Like, like Lisa, okay, I get it the first time ask. But obviously she's not okay if her friend died. Like, ask her something else. Be like, do you need anything? What can I do to help you?
1: Well, don't keep asking Whitney if she's okay. That was kind well, of as like- as Whitney put it, as Whitney put it, well, well, Lisa, I just, I just felt like you're like antagonizing me with the okays, which like, okay. Uh, I think what's funny about um, Whitney is she uses a lot of talk from therapy. Yeah, she does. She does. It's so annoying. Uh, I mean, I kind of agree with her. It is really annoying when someone keeps asking you if you're okay, especially if you answer the first time. Mm -hmm.
0: But the thing is, not everyone's going to react to death the same way. Like, not everyone's going to be the support that you need or want. They will be there for you in a way that they know how to be there for you. I mean, do you agree with that? It's like, not all my friends are going to comfort me the same way when someone who's close to me dies.
1: that Yeah, so that's going to lead to, like, my simple piece of advice for Whitney, and it would be, like... Ask yourself what function all of your friends have. Some of your friends are going to be more emotionally reliable than others. I would count Lisa as more of like, you're fun. Like, you guys can probably run silly errands. You and can, tell her, go and do stuff. You can tell her secrets. Lisa keeps secrets. Yeah, you know, she's loyal. She has your back. But probably for something like a death, like an Angie would be a better mm-hmm. friend to Leo. Oh, yeah. You know, or a Heather. Heather. Yeah. I feel like Heather's very mom like.
0: Oh, um, Meredith too. I so feel like I feel Meredith like- always has deaths in her family. Or in her life. Yeah. Sorry, not in her family. Yeah.
1: But yeah. but you know, well, I feel like Meredith is a little too businessy with these things. She'll oh, yeah. she'll <laughs> say the right thing. I think she'll be generally comfortable, like comforting, but mm. I don't think like you'll get emotional support from her. Whereas I feel like, you know, if if Whitney really needed someone to lean on in the group, probably like Heather. Angie you know like more like those ladies so I don't know maybe just a piece of advice is maybe Mm -hmm. just know like what your friends are into (laughs) some of your friends are going to be better at tackling certain situations than others and that's okay like you just got to give them some grace. you know
0: but basically Whitney and Lisa just start going back and forth here. And this is, uh, I zoned out just a little bit during their back and forth because Whitney takes forever to get to a point. But Whitney does say that Lisa actually started to be distant with Whitney when, during that scene, when Whitney lectured Lisa about cursing in her house or in front of her children, which that scene till now still annoys me and was so offensive to me just because like, if I was going to my friend's house and out of nowhere, she switches up and she's like, Oh, you can't say this in my house. Oh, my kids are going to hear you. Don't get on that pole. Don't do whatever. I'd be like,
1: what is going on? Like,
0: I would also be like, okay, I'm not I'm not gonna talk to you for a few days because what the hell was that?
1: No, I totally agree. I mean, I feel like that scene itself was really annoying. I I can relate to Lisa in this where like if someone's done something like especially if you're my friend and I've mm-hmm. just been to your house and you made me feel like I was a nuisance. Like after that, I'm probably not gonna talk to you for a little bit. But Same. like Whitney brings up how how like she felt like Lisa just kind of disappeared after that and she just like mm-hmm. wouldn't talk to them. But like what would you kind of expect after that? Yeah. I I feel like I would wanna just take a step back and be like, Okay, you found me annoying. I'm not gonna talk to you.
0: Yeah. Like, that's how I would feel too. That's
1: but how I would feel. So Andy moves
0: on to the Angie portion of this, and he says Andy from Beverly Hills says... I hate it when he does that because I never believe... Andy from Beverly Hills, please come out and tell me that you tweeted this to, to Bravo TV or to watch What Happens Live. I need to know. I need. Please, someone, Andy come from Beverly Hills, forth. Who
1: are you? Who are you, people? Lena and <laughs>
0: Susan from Dallas, Texas said, Angie, why were you so quick to forgive Monica when she was the one spreading the gay rumors about your husband that literally made him cry, knowing your daughter will see this in the future? And Angie says... At that moment, she was only focusing on Meredith. And when she met up with Monica, she cried to her. So she went backwards and put it back on Meredith, which I I understand. Like, Monica was constantly playing playing mind games with Angie during this so that she could keep confusing Angie. I could tell. But Angie says that she gave Monica the benefit of the doubt. And Monica keeps laughing the entire time like Angie's talking. And she's basically like... Monica just keeps acting like she didn't start this rumor because she's looking at, she's basically laughing at Angie insinuating the entire Salt Lake City knows that your husband's gay and you're going to sit here and act like you've never heard this rumor before. literally no one
1: was going to know if you hadn't said it on national television. She's
0: the one who put it out there. No, what annoyed me was when Monica went in. She was like, I heard the rumor. I'm just telling the rumor I heard. No, but you're telling the rumor on TV where millions and billions of people are going to see now know about it. So now it's not just the city of Salt Lake City who are talking about it. Now it's the whole world. OK, yeah. like that's the difference. So you are spreading something. And oh, that's just so painful. It's going to be painful for their daughter when she grows up and hears this or gets bullied for it. But. Lisa does explain that she hated Monica and she only had beef with Monica. Like why basically why Lisa was mad at Angie's because Angie didn't end up coming clean to Lisa that she befriended Monica again. So it made Lisa seem like the bad guy the entire time she was still continuing to fight with Monica when nobody else was. So I understand Lisa's frustration there. I would be annoyed, too, because it wasn't Lisa's fight to to like go after anyways. But because Lisa's so loyal, so she stood for her friend and her friend ended up.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I think Lisa makes a really strong point here. And she says that she feels like a lot of her actions are not perceived correctly by the woman, which Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Me too. Like, like, okay. she made a point that because Angie had not communicated to her that she had stop beefing with Monica that she was still acting in terms of loyalty towards Angie. So that definitely would have been an important situation for Angie to kind of like very abruptly kind of tell her like, Hey, like me and Monica, we've made nice. We're good. But I think, I think also where Angie's hangup is, is that Lisa, as soon as she felt like they weren't on the same page, she was very quick to go at Angie and say that she was weak and like, you know, that she was weak and yeah i was surprised you know, by cool. that actually like going not basically stand up for herself so i feel like in defense of angie she is right she definitely mm-hmm. was caught off guard by it she was caught off guard by lisa's reaction and i think it probably hurt her feelings a little more than she's even letting on yeah because i think out of all the women angie probably was starting to feel closest to lisa so i love lisa their friendship kind of they're so cute was- I, yeah, I, li- I like their friendship, and I feel like they're really cute together. I just think Lisa has a temper, and she just can't control herself sometimes.
0: I can see that. But I feel like that's why her and Angie yeah. work. I feel like Angie understands that about her, so she kind of lets it go when she knows she needs to. But also Lisa yeah. needs to kind of chill out with the temper, too, because Angie's not always going to be able to handle
1: it. Yeah, exactly.
0: But Winnie apparently still stands by Lisa for having a lack of self-awareness and Lisa just wants to defend herself so she says that she feels like she speaks a different language and uses the analogy of east coast and west coast basically Lisa speaks east coast lingo and everybody else is whatever but Andy does ask Lisa what Whitney meant when she said that no one would understand their friendship and basically Lisa just explains that they're actually genuine friends and it comes to a surprise to a lot of people with how close they are in real life because they do hang hang out together when the cameras are not up so yeah but anyways, we're now getting into the package of like the marital drama, family drama, Angie K and Meredith. And so Andy asks Whitney about her and Justin and it just turns out that Justin stopped wearing his ring because basically Justin gained weight and his fingers got chubby and it wasn't fitting him anymore. And so he now puts the ring on a necklace around his neck and all is good, which I already knew it was good. Cause I follow Whitney and they went on a couple of family vacations together. So her and Justin seemed perfectly fine. Okay. Yeah. That was a storyline. It was an obvious storyline that she just, Whitney didn't know what to come up with this season. But yeah, Whitney does explain though, that it her marriage did get a little hard because her friendship breakup with Heather really took a toll on her Mentally, plus the childhood trauma that she recently figured out. So Andy does ask her what she meant when Whitney said people weren't meant to be monogamous. Because I wondered that same thing. Whitney made it seem like she wants to be in an open
1: marriage. OK, didn't you think that, too? So I I did think that. But um, Whitney did come out and say that she had an affair in her marriage. Well, yeah, I, but that I affair. That
0: no, no, no. She meant like, well, Whitney was married to a man. Justin was married to a woman. They both cheated on their spouses with each other. And when oh, they did, okay. Whitney was ex- excommunicated from the church. Justin wasn't because Mormons don't excommunicate the men for some reason. But Justin ended up leaving the church for Whitney because, you know, it's. Okay. Yeah. So her okay, and she sense. never cheated on Justin. Her and Justin just cheated on their partners with each other. And then they okay, left their so partners for me, for each other.
1: OK, so for me, I didn't necessarily take it that Whitney wants to be in an open marriage. I think for me, I took it as Whitney feels like marriage is very hard. And um. I feel like, if anything, she feels like it's hard lately. Mm. And she feels like she'd be lying if she didn't feel like sometimes she'd want to get out of the marriage. But I don't actually think she wants to do anything. I think... I, I think you know, it sounds like she's working it out with her husband. Yeah. Yeah. They seem, I don't know. I I take it more. I take it more as like, I think sometimes she just feels like marriage is really hard. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's more how I took it.
0: I mean, it seems like it's an uphill battle, you know, it's not just going to be butterflies (laughs) and rainbows the entire time.
1: Yeah. But she wants to say how long they've been mm -hmm. married, like 14. Yeah.
0: She repeats that a lot. Just saying (laughs) like, how long was her first marriage? Now that I want to know, but Yeah. Andy does ask Monica about her divorce being finalized and how she feels about it. And I don't know, Monica's body language just changed completely here. Why was she all so down into the dumps? She says that she doesn't know and that they've been separated for two and a half years, so it doesn't really change anything. And then he asks, how does it feel to get $6,600 a month in child support? And if it feels good, Monica goes, eh,
1: yeah, I guess. Hey, what's was wrong act? with you yeah this it definitely was that's why i didn't buy it it was pissing know. me off who is sad who is sad about getting 6600 dollars of alimony a month mm-hmm. why are you sad is that a why? lot of money what that's that's two paychecks of like a decent job so Okay. Okay. I, I don't know semi-decent you know it's probably better than what she was getting currently makes. Well, she, yeah well she doesn't make
0: anything she doesn't have money well my mom helps that, her yeah. out yeah Okay. But Andy, so now we get into Monica's business. And this actually kind of surprised wait, wait, me. Wait, yes. Wait, yes. Wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, Before we go into that, why mm-hmm. do you think Monica did that? Because I, I was really, this one really hung me up. Monica why wanted us to feel bad for her. Sad. She
0: was like, shit, all of these questions that are being asked are making me look bad. I need to find something when, when Andy asks me something that has nothing to do with the ladies. I need to make myself look like the victim. So when he brought up the husband, she was like, yes, okay, this is my way. So where the ladies can't interject, they can't say I'm lying about something, so I'm just going to play the sappy, oh, poor me, card. Mm. But no one's going to buy it. That's just what I think. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, so then I don't believe this lady's intentions. I don't understand anything anymore, why she does or says certain things. But just know I believe she has a motive behind everything she does. Even the way she breathes, I believe she has a motive behind that.
1: Oh, totally. I totally believe that.
0: So Andy does now get into Monica's business. And apparently, okay, not, Monica's scamming people, okay? M- her company is a $0 value. So Whitney points out that she helped Monica with the photo shoot. So, like, what happened to that? And then Heather jumps in and says that she bought blankets for her friends. You could tell Heather only bought blankets intentionally so that she could find out if she's going to end up receiving them or if Monica's going to fraud her. And <laughs> And the blankets have not been delivered yet. And it seems like it's been a while. So I do think Monica's scamming because we see every lady under her breath saying stuff like no one received their orders. Everyone's complaining. No one knows where their shipment's going, whatever it is. And Monica says that she wants to restart it. But that doesn't, okay, that doesn't make sense because during the season, there was a storyline in the beginning where Monica was like folding the blankets and packaging them with her mom and her daughter. So why now is she saying that it's been closed? I don't get
1: this she's okay you're right I was, I was getting really confused and then did you catch her oh okay yeah you did we'll okay it. okay so yeah she go basically talk said, about like it. she had to refund a lot of orders and all all the women were just kind of looking at each other kind of sneakily because they all know like they and, know and the thing is she was she was saying that like her company had gone impacted by COVID, lady. Yes, we're the, 2024 now. Like this what season was COVID? aired this year. Yeah, about, why? Everyone's everyone's moved past those business problems. Either you have a business right now or you don't.
0: That's Which what I'm it? saying. That's why I could tell. Like the so ladies were looking at each other, like, "Ma'am, you've you're caught yeah. red-handed." And I feel like Monica knew no, she was totally. about to look bad with her business stuff.
1: But Yeah, I, I really feel like this whole part one is just building us up for this yes, Monica narrative. That's what I feel. She is looking so bad. She has failed every single question. They're asking questions
0: so that they know either Heather's going to have the proof of or Monica's going to slip and, like, get caught in her answer or Monica's
1: going to lie, and then they'll basically show us the proof, which they've literally been doing this whole part.
0: Because the so. way that Andy was asking Monica about her business seemed like Andy doesn't believe her, and he was trying to get some sort of answer out of her that made her look worse.
1: Oh, totally. And I think he achieved. Yeah.
0: Oh, he did. But where was I? Oh, my God. I just I feel like I just lost my um, my note stuff. I lost where I was. Can you start?
1: Yeah. Andy asks uh, Angie about her husband since the gay rumors. And Angie says she wants to make something clear, which is that 30 years ago when she met Sean, people thought he was gay because he does hair. But when everyone knew they were together, it was never brought up again. And obviously, she knows that they were like. You know, occasionally there might be a gay man that thinks he's attractive, whatever mm-hmm. at the salon, but she was working at the salon too. So the minute they knew she was his wife, people would just leave him alone. Yep. So that's when Monica continues to laugh because Angie oh, called her a uh, sewer rat. And Then Monica <laughs> yes. says, I was not mean to you, Angie, during the season like, at all. Bro, did we yeah. watch the same show? Yeah.
0: Did, did like, we watch what? the same show? She was mean to her from the second Angie introduced her on this show. From she the, was so from mean the Palm to her. From the Palm Springs trip moving forward Monica was not nice to her that's it she was God. not nice to her
1: uh, no it was not nice at all so ugh, get a grip
0: yeah it really annoyed me but Andy, and so then oh, Andy, Andy tells
1: go for it. Meredith she dangled the carrot about Angie with the rumors about her husband and if she did that so that the other ladies can bring it up instead of her so then Meredith says she's she has the exact words which is exactly what Andy Cohen said she did threaten her marriage but then when Meredith says, but I didn't say in the marriage there could be rumors pertaining to her husband that has nothing to do with her marriage. Basically, marriage pulls out the receipts and tries to read the exact verbiage. She, yeah, honestly, but, but like Andy just had mechanics. just
0: said the exact same thing that Meredith just reread though. Did you not catch that? And, that's how I felt. Yeah, and, she's,
1: and she's basically <laughs> like, she's like, like, she's like, but I didn't bring up her marriage. See, but I that's the lawyer talk.
0: Husband. She's smart with that one. That was really yeah. smart to say I didn't, because she didn't, use the word Merit. She used Sean so she's she able, she's she able to husband. say I didn't say that because she, oh, the way Meredith does this, I
1: don't know how she is so smart with the well, way she Well, that's why her. Meredith is not to be trusted. She's yes, conniving, she's, she's cunning, smart. and she's smart. <laughs> so, yeah, like, you can't outsmart Meredith really. Like, I think out of all the women, she actually might be the smartest one. Oh, she but... 100%. She went to law school. She was a lawyer.
0: Of course this woman <laughs> yeah. is smart.
1: So like, so, like, you can't mess with Meredith, really.
0: No, you can't. But keep going.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. So Meredith then says that she had only threatened that rumor about Angie because she was heavily provoked and had had a couple drinks. <laughs> uh-huh. Just a couple
0: drinks. And maybe a Zanax right, or two. <laughs> right. Okay.
1: <clears throat> so then Meredith continues to read out everything Angie has said about her. And I was so, so shocked <laughs> yeah, me when, Meredith included, <laughs> when Meredith included, <laughs> and you called me. <laughs> I can't even say it. And you called me a trampoline with eyes like, what? <laughs> but then,
0: you know, what was funny was Angie defending it saying, that was a compliment. That was a comp. Like, oh. it
1: means that you're not wrinkly. Like, she was, was like, I just got it. She was like, I would take that as a compliment, Meredith. And basically, <laughs> like, Angie says that she never said that Meredith has multiple personality disorder. She said that she <laughs> has multiple disabilities. <laughs> 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 and she said that she would rather call Meredith a trampoline with eyes. That means she has nice, tight skin <laughs> instead of calling Meredith wrinkly. Like, what? I oh couldn't. So that end part was killing me. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't. Hilarious. hilarious. Um, and then basically Andy asks Angie what she was referring to when Angie told Meredith that she is o- the only one who's <laughs> who spread her legs outside <laughs> of her and so, and so basically this is all in reference to the fact that Meredith tells Angie, well, Angie, you're not so nice yourself. Who yeah. the hell would say this? And I mean, okay, she kind of has a point. Okay, mm-hmm. that, that was a really big. Yeah, no, you
0: was... Know, but... Angie was basically saying what <laughs> Lisa said two seasons ago when she was like, "Meredith slept with all of New York." Like, that's, a... <laughs> that's
1: what Angie You're got this And so then Angie responds, "To be honest, I was told you and her husband are seeing other people." It was in response to rumors. And so Meredith just goes, "It's sad to poke and prod at other women when they are honest about their relationship." <laughs> and of course. Someone on Twitter. Twitter. Well, well, (laughs) Andy gave him a
0: name, but I was like, I don't give a F about the name. So I'm just putting someone on Twitter (laughs) until
1: these people... (laughs) <laughs> okay you're right because whatever Beth, Bethy, uh, uh wait no Becky from, our, <laughs> from oklahoma on twitter says that whitney asked monica what the rumor was about angie's husband because she wanted monica to say it and not get her, uh, her i believe hamster. this okay do
0: you believe that whitney intentionally in, for, uh, in that scene when she was like monica but what's the rumor what's the room whitney knew what the rumor was whitney just didn't want to be the person to say it on camera okay i yeah, know
1: Winnie knew the river and she just did not want the smoke she did not want the smoke from the fire she mm-hmm. knew that if she even uttered a word it was going to be her fault yeah so, then monica and angie began to fight and curse each other <laughs> oh i out. love this angie part says, you need to zip it Bitch, I deserve to be here because I check all the boxes. Your fucking Range Rover under a fucking carport. Spending your kids money on a fucking purse. Very responsible. And you're sending a bad message to your daughters. And then Monica, keep my daughter's names out of your fucking mouth.
0: And that's where we (laughs) And that's how we end this episode with a nice Angie
1: and Monica fight. So I really cannot wait for next week's episode. I can't wait for this fight. Angie really surprised me. Like, the the end of her, like, really jumping to her own defense. I feel like she's finally had it. I think she has seen the season. Yeah. And she is ready. She's ready to rumble.
0: Yeah. I really hope they bring Angie Angie back next year. I just, I feel like she'll be more comfortable. She'll be able to, like, have more of a storyline that we can follow now that we're, like, getting a little more invested. So, I don't know. Hopefully this continues. So, we'll see. Yeah. But it was a great and one. This is a
1: great part one.
0: Yes, usually part one suck. I will say that right now. When there's a three-part reunion, guys, the first part usually is, is usually the B plot storylines or the oh just the parts that nobody cares about. So I was I was actually glad that they did talk about some of the interesting stuff here and Heather gave us an audio message. So hopefully there will be more audio messages released.
1: Totally. If anything, I think I just enjoyed this episode again, like recapping it. So Me too. Yeah. We
0: love recapping just, Salt Lake City. It's so it much great. fun. <laughs> but but anyways, but I will say, though, tomorrow when I watch Beverly Hills and Miami, if I feel like good stuff happened in it, I will wait for you so we can recap it. Just okay. so if everyone, if, if I post Miami and Beverly Hills, if I don't post them tomorrow, that means that they were juicy episodes and a lot happened and I needed to discuss it with Susan. OK? Just so everyone's okay. clear about it. But other than that. <laughs> i might end up doing my microphone yeah oh that would be great oh my god yes that would be amazing figure (laughs) something out yeah Yeah. you never know all right sounds great well anyway Susie, i'll let you go and uh get back to packing for your bachelorette party (laughs) Woohoo! and i'm gonna go back and uh do my thing and watch desperate housewives
1: well, we hope you enjoyed our recap, you guys. And as always, feel free to give us any feedback. And um, please like and subscribe and uh, share this out with all your other Real Housewives lovers. So thank you all for tuning. If you're there, I'm Susan. That's Lena. I'm signing off. Signing off. Signing off.